Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Jason David Frank, and you're listening to the Geek Cast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So, without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now, here inside the pull bag. Ladies and gentlemen and all you other people, this is TFG and Mike, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, ignore any numbering in this episode that I mention. Please. I've had to move some things around, I can no longer number them as .5 episodes anymore, so even though you're still getting the same great podcasting content if you're hearing this message just ignore the episode numbering for a while thanks and on with the show ladies and gentlemen today is march 6th 2022 it has been nine years well kind of sort of nine years uh we actually debuted episode zero on march 5th but i still prefer the sixth over the fifth i am of course tf2 and mike you have jumped inside the pull bag how the hell have we been online for nine years now? I am joined by my good buddy, Jesse Raz. Hello, sir. Hello, and uh, having listened to this show, I've wondered that myself. <laughs> All right, Mr. Radio. All right, Mr. Radio. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 former radio. Uh, thank uh-huh. you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Well, just because a lot of people are former radio doesn't mean they're still not radio, because Hello. Well, that's true. That's true. But, you know, that, that, that career was cut short. So it is what it is. But uh, which Would is why say- I, I have plenty of time to sit here and talk Power Rangers. That's right. Uh, so, yes, it's uh, nine years for the pull bag. Uh, I have no idea when we started from the command center, but this is going to be on both feeds, as all the Power Rangers stuff is. We are here to talk about Volume 12, Necessary Evil Part 2 of the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin original run this uh 44 through 47 i believe yep uh, yeah so so yeah we are here and we start off at angel grove where we left off with episode with issue 43 where the big red dog kind of stabbed yeah dane kind of just stabbed them right in the heart wait wait the big red do- clifford stabbed <laughs> the power rangers <laughs> 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 oh 
I knew that. Listen, I knew that dog was trouble. That you know what? That's head cannon. Clifford the Red Dog. It was really an alien. And once he grows up, he goes back to his planet and becomes Dane and stabs the Power Rangers. That's head cannon. And you know what the sad thing is? Even though I sympathize with the green alien child that has all the energy stuff in this series, mm-hmm. in this in this arc, yeah, that's Caillou. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, la- we pick up pretty much right where the last panel left off with yep. Dane, you know, running through the uh, Thunder Megazord, which is something we'd never seen before in the show, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Rangers are panicking. All is lost. Tommy is down for the count in the command center. And then a ray of light appears from the sky. And who is it? It's the Omega Rangers. The Omega Rangers! Yes. And they haven't revealed that yet. I mean, they we know. But, like, they're still, they're, they're still acting like, oh, we don't know who you are and you can't know who we are. Yeah, they don't know, which is kind of something that's very interesting um, because so they get into the fight. The Omega Rangers come and they start kicking Dane's butt because Dane has mm-hmm. no idea who they are. He hasn't really analyzed their powers, their fighting mm-hmm. styles, all that stuff. So save their bacon. Yeah. Um, you know, Dane kind of goes down and, you know, they do this sort of introduction and then boom, they totally... Uh, Phantom Ranger, Gold Ranger them, and just sort of, uh, hi, bye, disappear. Yep. Um, but it's really interesting because it's the first time that we've uh, we've seen Zordon with a set of Rangers that he's never met before. <laughs> You'd think after 11 million years he'd know all of, all the teenagers he's, he's, you know, gotten into doing this. But, of course, this wasn't him. I, technically it was him, but it wasn't him because right. they're not his kids anymore. Uh, I love when Jason comes in, uh, <laughs> when they have the conversation about, uh, between Jason, Trini and Zach, uh, they're not going to make it in time. This is where you surrender. I don't know. He doesn't look like the surrendering type. Yeah. Try. And then, you know, you know, D- uh, Dane shoots something out of his gauntlet and Jason's like, Try harder. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the the dialogue here is great. Oh, so good. It, it is so good. It's so, like, on note for all the characters, but also for Power Rangers. It's not super cheesy. Yeah. Um, but it's totally right in vain with them. Yeah. And, you know... You get the you get the fight banter, but then they give the the power the Earth Power Rangers uh, the silent treatment. Yep, they do. And I, and I love uh, speaking of dialogue. I love Rocky's line um, when he goes so uh, so much for being special. And I like this though because that brings up again, like we said last episode, the show. As much as the show is awesome. It didn't really give us a whole lot of Rocky, Adam, and Aisha of yeah. how they. Fe- so that's why I love this so yeah. much. And just going back really quick to Dane splatted out on the ground here, I can clearly hear in my head Austin St. John, good answer. Trini, with even though yeah. Thoy's been gone for a long time, I thought so. And then friggin' Zach, Walter Jones, little pup's kind of cute when he's sleepy. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> it's just so good. I mean, they again, they really captured those characters that were created on the show. Yeah. And I, so we're at the command center now, and, you know, they're sort of debriefing. And I love that I love that Zordon at least knows who the Omega Rangers are. Like, he doesn't yeah. know that, you know, who, their identities, but he's aware of them, which kind of builds into the lore that Zordon knows a whole lot more than he ever let on, which yeah. is why, like, every season in the Zordon era, there's like, what? There's spaceships outside of, you know, on the, on the moon of Titan or whatever, like, you know, uh, kind of builds into his mythos a little bit. And then of course we get the surprise. Tommy's feeling better. Uh, You know, he's got kind of an aura about him, you know, as he's sort of in charge. Yeah. Um, We even get something that we haven't gotten in a long, long time, like either on the show or in the comic books. We even get Squat, Babu, and Finster hiding behind the wall, waiting for Zed to explode, which was a very nice nod. Yes, this is awesome. I love this. Uh, I actually, (laughs) I did screen cap this at the time when I was reading it, and I'm like, yep, Robert Axelrod's in my head, morons, get in here. Like, you know, so, so good. And and then of course the net you know Zed's <laughs> next plot is he goes back to something he's already done that we've seen uh, him do before. Mm-hmm. He wants evil rangers, the yep. dark rangers. Yep. Um, which, so not to spoil anything, actually turned out to be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Much cool, much cooler, by the way, <laughs> than what we got on the show. Well, I mean. <laughs> The show was almost thirty years ago at this point, and at that time in '93, it would it made sense to just you know put holograms on the putties. No, 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 no. You are no, no, no. You're not what. That's not what I'm talking about. So when Rita made Dark Rangers, when she had like the little like um, the little like putty medallion things that she gave them, they mm-hmm. looked exactly like they were mirror images. Zed's Dark Rangers. When he found like a bunch of punk kids from Stone Canyon, and then oh, he was siphoning right. off the Green Ranger's power, that's those right. quote unquote suits still give me nightmares with how <laughs> bad they are. <laughs> like I get that Power Rangers was always a tight budget, but it's like, could you not like maybe get the Die Ranger suits? Mm. You know, maybe try that. I mean, they don't have a lot of screen time, but. That looks like something you got out of a bad S&M dungeon. Yeah. So anyway, much cooler in the comic, but we're not there yet. So let's get no. to let's get back into it. Yeah. So we get the aftermath. We get, you know, the argument over whether, you know, they should, you know, do, you know, they have to do something. And well, this well, is. Are you talking about with the Omega Rangers? Yeah. Well, they, they start arguing because they both none of them like lying to their friends. So they start yeah. arguing, should we tell them? No, it can mess with the timeline. Um, you know, um, and then of course you have the, was it Kira? Um, yeah. 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 She, uh, you know, she's kind of chiming in from the outside cause she doesn't know these people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so then we get a little bit more like, it's funny because these are almost like mirror scenes. So you get, uh, our Rangers talking to Zordon debriefing. 
Yeah. Then you get the Omega Rangers debriefing with the Blue Emissary, which is kind of like their new Zordon. Yep. So it is kind of nice how they mirror image those sorts of uh, situations. Yeah. And, you know, Jason's like, you know, we have to do something there. You know, we have to help them, this, that, and the other thing. And Emissary's like, yeah, no, not really. You don't have to do that. Don't. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, and then that's, yeah, that hatches a very interesting set, series of events that um, the Omega Rangers kind of cock up. But um, now we get, and then we go into some Bulk and Skull stuff, which is kind of nice. Yep. Um, you know, still trying to figure out who the Power Rangers are. Yep. And, uh, you know, then, you know, we get the Rangers sort of sulking at the juice bar, who the Rangers, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and then back to Zed and that green crystal thingy again. Yep. Are we sure we have all the pieces? Did we put it together right? And I love that. I love that little bit. And then that reveal of the Omega Zords right outside Zed's palace. Yep. Oh, oh, there's a line in here. I don't know if you caught it. Mm-hmm. There's a line in here that is a direct reference to something that was always on the TV show that was never explained, but it's a relic of the Sentai. Did you catch it? Uh-uh. They're right outside the palace. They're in the Zords, and uh, one of them says, I remember this place being bigger. And somebody else says, what's a Bandora? Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. But wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of Queen Banshira from uh, no. Lightspeed. No, the, it's not. Yeah. Rita's name in the Sentai was, was Bandora. Was Bandora. And right. so it was on the outside and there are certain shots like when they start doing like toy stuff and some, that mm-hmm. they kind of change it to Rita's palace. But in most of the stock footage, Bandora can at least briefly be seen. Right. And so I did, I did really like that. They threw that in there just, just as a nod. Yeah, that is awesome. So yeah, the Omega Rangers were asking permission to basically launch a full out assault on the moon. Yeah, which again, you know, we we they don't spell it out and we don't see it until boom, they're right out there and they go in full frontal assault and kick down the door, which is something Zordon would never have let them do. Because Zordon for all of his good qualities, he also has some setbacks to himself. He, as far as I can tell, he always wanted them to react and to save, not to uh, not to be the attacking force, because that's not the point. You know, teenagers aren't supposed to attack things, and you know, I get it, and it's yeah. a moral thing, and all of that, and I understand that. But this is different. You know, you look at, and again, I'm going to go to something that. You're you're a couple years young for, but you remember. You look at any of the original season one, the very first sixteen episodes of the Transformers Generation One cartoon. Oh yeah, there were at least seven out of those sixteen episodes where Optimus Prime said, "Come on, Autobots, let's go attack the Decepticons." So right. you know, it's a that you have to you know why. Why not be proactive instead of reactive, especially well, in this case? Well, so there's a so if you're going to com- make that comparison, there's a couple of differences. The Autobots 
knew that they didn't belong on Earth. And so True. the Autobots were trying to get the Decepticons so that they could all get off the planet, stop stomping on things and, and stepping on kids. So that <laughs> was kind of their mission. Whereas with Power Rangers and, you know, <clears throat> so you have the obvious. It's a TV show. We don't want to we don't want to teach violence, that kind of thing. We want yeah. people to protect themselves. But also like Zordon's like, look, we're not going to escalate things with Rita because I know how bad things can get when you try to escalate things with her. So we will use the um, appropriate amount of force that we have to, or else like every monster that appeared, they just call their Zords and step on it, you know? True. Um, no, because- there definitely was a formula to, you know, oh, we're going to fight the putties, we're going to fight the small monster. Oh, crap, the small monster is now a big monster because yeah. she threw her magic wand. Oh, but crap, think- let's, you know... I think the other thing, and they've kind of hinted about this with his personality, is I think we all know that Zordon knows what's out there. Yeah. So in the back of his mind, he's like, if we push this too far too fast, we're going to open up a can of worms that we're not ready for. So hope maybe if we don't escalate things, maybe we can win this on our terms without – inviting the whole rest of the universe to come. And, right. and you know, I, and so I think that's always been his wish, but it's just very interesting that now that, you know, Jason Zach and Trini are off on their own first chance they get, they go in and they kick down Zed's door and they go and bottle him. Yeah. And, you know, I like, I, like I've said, Last episode, I'll say it. This episode, I'll say it all throughout the rest of Mighty Morphin March. I have not read this yet. So reading this for the first time, I'm just like all the other Rangers at this point. Okay, we've bottled Zed. We've taken care of him, even though he looks big and badass and whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know we've taken care of them and whatever. So what's next? And that, well, that to me, good. Well, I was going to say before we kind of move on to the next thing, cause that's, that's pretty much how it ends. Yeah. The fight sequencing in the, in, you know, these two issues, yep. you know, the la- the issue 44 ends with Jason and Zed going toe to toe, something we never got. We got, we eventually got Tommy and Zed going toe to toe, but we never got this. Yep. And it looks bad ass to see Zach kicking the crap out of Goldar. Um, you got, you got Trini basically taking on everybody else. Um, just watching them get their butts handed to them by these four Omega Rangers. And then of course, um, Zordon, of course they, you know, gets word, um, that the Omega Rangers are doing something he does not agree with. (laughs) Right. Um, But this whole Jason fighting Zed crap is, (laughs) is so awesome. Yeah, it is so very, very awesome. And chapter 45, that cover once again, yet again, another cover that should be, you know, blown up and hung on a wall somewhere. Oh boy. I mean, and, and the, the way they win this, it's like it's the number one complaint that everyone has had for Power Rangers. It's like, why don't you do this? And yep. this exchange, Zed, I am Lord Zed. I have conquered planets, enslaved entire galaxies. 
you may have posed a challenge on earth, but this is my domain. And then Jason says, this might be your home, but this is my Zord. I'd recommend surrendering. And when Zed says surrender, he freaking squashes him, dude. Yep. And I love Trini's like, well, that seemed excessive. Yeah. I mean, he punches him in the face with his Zord. Yep. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? Again, it's, you know, it's the show in comic form. And it's not the show, but it's, again, like you just said, the ridiculousness of it is it's homaging the show and how messed up the show was at certain times and and how weird it was. Except in this case, it's fucking awesome. Well, it's giving us it's giving us what we never could have had on the show, but it's very much a logical strategy. Yeah. You know, you know, um, why don't, why didn't they use things like that? And like, so it really makes sense. And I like I, that sound I made when I was describing this, I would, that's the exact sound I made while I was reading it. It's like, Oh yeah. Oh! Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, but so, you know, they knock him out. They, they're getting him contained in a space dumpster. Um, and then the Power Rangers show up. Yep. And they don't look happy. No. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we were just talking about escalation. Aisha even says, guess you guys don't worry about escalation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Kaya comes in. Omega's the South Wing uh, is... Oh, yeah. Is bad guy free, but... I can't find Zed's staff, and this is awesome. So we see her face with that with that word balloon, and then we see what she's seeing, which is like I literally I literally had to do a double take. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, there's no way. And then I realize we're seeing it through her eyes. Yeah, and then obviously she goes after Tommy. And she does – this is another thing that we're going to get into as the story goes along. This is something that happens in in multiple franchises with stories like this. When you have one version of a character that is supposed – like every Tommy Oliver supposedly is supposed to go through what our Tommy went through as far as Green yeah. Ranger, White Ranger, Red Zeo, whatever, you know, Dino, all that. Well, in the multiverse and everything else, you're going to have various other versions and whatever. And I like her point of that she doesn't want this Tommy to become what Draken ended up being. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like... So it's like their overall quest. They're Mm -hmm. trying to get these people who've been accidentally empowered and either protect them from themselves or protect everybody else from them... So they're kind of being preemptive. You know, these people, the only thing most of them are guilty of is getting hit with morphine energy. And she's treating him the same way that they're treating all these other people because he's got all this power and she knows the potential. Even though he has a track record, in her mind, it doesn't matter. He's not her friend. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And we get Jason kind of saying, stop, everybody. Omegas take Zed back to the ship right now. So they leave. So it's, 
even though at, to this point they still don't know, but we know it's Tommy and Jason. Yep. I'm sorry, I just can't let you. It's already done, and if you have a problem with that, take me to your leader. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I loved it. But it also shows, again, kind of another dynamic we never got mm-hmm. uh, in the show. You know, Tommy is the leader. Tommy's yeah. the guy in charge. He's accepted that role. Yep. Jason was the former one, and Jason says tough shit. Yeah. And much. that, again, that comes from that who are you to lecture me kind of attitude that he still has, which mm-hmm. you would expect him to have being the former leader of the Power Rangers, but Tommy just doesn't know that's who he's dealing with. Yeah. So, which was, like I said, which is a, they're friends, but you still have that, like, you got a lot to learn kid kind of dynamic there, which they, they had early on, you know, in there, when they started butting heads in the early part of the Power Rangers series, which I really appreciate, you know, they, they, you know, that introduction to Tommy as the Green Ranger, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and roses like it was on the show and that was what was really nice about you know in the comics you got to actually get a more realistic view of what it is to join that team so you get a little bit of there and then jason gets his ass chewed by zordon (laughs) yes yes he does and and he kind of says what we just talked about he's like listen they got to cut their teeth on something Mm-hmm. And there's worse shit out there and we, we, you know, something else will replace him. And if they don't do this the right way, they're not going to be ready. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think this whole thing. So with, yeah, they're not going to be ready. Jason goes outside, you know, and then obviously Tommy shows up and I like this because they, you know, Jason knows. Yeah. Jason knows who, no, hello, l- 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 like you just said, you know, handed the mantle over to him yep. kind of thing. But Tommy doesn't know. And I I like this. You know, you should know Zordon's usually must, much more reserved. He has a funny way of saying thank you. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy actually thanks him, you know. Because yeah. yeah. again, you know, from their perspective, this is something they've thought about. Yeah, for a long time, a long but Zordon has always had his reasons. So you know, there's not really a lot of conflict between Tommy and Jason here over what they did. No, uh, which which again is really interesting. Kind of sh- goes to show you where their heads are at. Um, yeah. And then Tommy kind of opens up, which is nice because again, he doesn't know that's Jason under there, but yeah, Jason kind of gives him some good advice, and and you know, I don't know that Tommy would have opened up to Jason like that. I I don't think so, and I that's why I'm not hemming and hawing and, and nitpicking over the fact that this is still a secret from them, yeah. because it is adding to the overall character of the other Rangers that the Omegas interact with, other than Ki- other than Kaya. That that's a whole other thing that'll come up later. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Jason's line to him before he leaves, your friend, maybe he left because he thought you could handle yourself. Which is a little bit of a dig, too, though, because, you know... A little bit. Because he just came in and cleaned up that mess. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, one of the things, though, that got kind of sloppy toward the end when they were taking out Zed 
Zed Staff. Yep. Which we see, of course, that's where Goldar, Squat, and Babu went. But unfortunately, yep. the staff is in two, which it's really interesting. In the show, when Zed Staff gets cut in two, it turns into a uh, turns into a snake. Yeah. So it's interesting here that it just snapped. It didn't. It didn't do that. Yeah, and I. I mean, in the show, I can see what you know that they want to do something like that to you know keep the viewership going. And as we've already said in the last podcast episode that we did for this, this is for us. This is not right, for right, I mean, right, right. Stop for you know, stop the Fox execs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, having it snap into and not do anything makes sense because they are trying to repair it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But that's just a little like, you know, and there's not a lot of these and I try not to be nitpicky because I realize that this is separate from the show in many ways, but it's like, they're so good about continuity and holding true to some of those little things in the show that I I did notice that here. I was like, you know, but maybe that's something that happens after Zed repairs it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it it didn't ruin it, but it did kind of stick out to me. Yeah. Um, And then we go back to the space dump. Right. Where they've got a whole (laughs) shelf of space dumpsters. It just makes me laugh. You know, um, (laughs) You know, but one thing that we've also kind of uh, seen is Kaya, she's starting to feel alienated Mm -hmm. because especially going back, it's like, uh, you know, you you know, you move away and you make new friends and then you bring that new friend to meet your old friend. Uh Oh, yeah. And she starts talking to the blue emissary about how much she's not happy about this Tommy situation. Yep. And this is what I was saying earlier, is that the emissary tries to tell her that he's not the man who ruined her life, and he's not the same. And her point is, I understand he's not the same person. I just don't. I see it as he's going to turn into that person. He could. Why even mess with it? Exactly. that potential there. Again, preventative versus reactive. Yeah. And this, like, this really sets the stage for what comes up a little later, too, because Mm -hmm. she's already alienated herself from the Rangers and their decision. Hey, that's my friend. But now she's turning herself against the Morphin Master when she finds out that he's the reason he was given the white light. Right. That Tommy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of sets her over the edge a little bit because and she goes and kills him. Right. Well, spoiler alert, but yes. Um, I mean, if people haven't read it by now, true, this is true, but, <laughs> um, but it's crazy to me though. And this is where I kind of, it didn't, it didn't ruin things for me, but uh-huh. it just, it makes me wonder how does she have the power to do this? I'm not sure. I think it's more of the fact that... <sighs> Let me look at the panel again here. Let's see. You know, but, I mean, because she just basically stabs him, which, it, it, yeah. which he's, not, he's not seeing it coming, but it just kind of... I don't know. It's one of those things about the Morphin Masters, which we know a little bit about, but not a lot, that it's like... One rogue ranger 
can stab you in the back and then that's it. Like, it just makes me, you're supposed to be more powerful than that. I think it's, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, she doesn't. No, no, no. Hold on. What is she holding? I said her Triton or whatever her. Oh, okay. Jeez. I thought not that she should have had it anyway, but for half a second, I was like, power. No, I thought it was, no, I thought it was Zed's staff. Oh, uh, yeah, I can do that, yeah. <laughs> For just half of a second when she says, I'm sorry, Emissary, you see it in her hand, but and you see that I see now where it forms the trident up. But yeah. I looked at it briefly, and I'm like, wait a minute, why does she have that, and when did they fix it? Uh, Which, um, and, and I had to go back and reread, because some of his last words were, you you were the, the shadow on the battlefield, the one Jason mm-hmm. saw, and I was like, wait, what? Am-? And then I went back and it was it was that like nightmare that he'd been sort of tormented by. Yep, because Jason had been tormented by some nightmares and he had told the Blue Emissary about it. And, you know, this is where, you know, the whole next gate kind of thing opens and, yep. and all of that. And we go from this heart-wrenching action death scene to... Hey, let me set you up with my girlfriend's other friend because she's a huge fan of Ranger Station, bro. Yeah. Which, again, you know, we get I, a little bit of a bulk and skull in there, but again, yeah. it's not too much. And I, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. And I like the fact that Skull and Candace aren't just, I don't want to say using him as a third wheel or having him as a third wheel, but I, I don't think Skull would ever really intentionally do that. But it's one of those things where I like that, the again, the potentiality of these characters. And again, 30 years ago versus now and versus a television show versus a comic book, you can add so much more to these characters in this comic. And I'm yeah. digging it. Yeah. No, I like that because you get a couple of panels of that and that basically sets the scene. Then you get the rangers sitting at a table yeah. at a juice bar talking about being Power Rangers and no one overhears them. Yeah, no. Um, they're trying to track down Squat, Babu, and, and Goldar. Goldar. And, um, you know, and they're now they're debating, though, amongst themselves was it really a good idea for Zed to be taken out? Because, mm-hmm. you know, what's next? And, um, and then uh, again, you know, we talked about character development for Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. They start asking the obvious question. He's gone. So are our five minutes of Power Ranger, you know, up? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Rocky says that uh, he likes being a Power Ranger. It's cool. And, you know, they both, they all do. Well, I mean, we've seen what happens when Zordon is done with Rangers. He takes their powers away. And we've seen what kind of effect that can have on, on somebody like Grace Sterling. Yep. Uh, you know, she's really the only ranger that had their powers taken away by Zordon that we've yeah. ever seen. Everybody yeah. else is, it's been, they lost their powers somehow, or they chose to give them up somehow. This is yeah. the first time we've gotten someone that wasn't really ready to be a power or quit being a power ranger yet. Yeah. Um, so I see where they're coming from. And we go back to the space dump, and Kaya is there, and she is talking to one of the jars. 
And we see that she has released Garrison, and they are now called the Anointed, and their goal is no more Rangers ever. Dun, dun, dun. Yikes. And then all of a sudden, there's no mutants anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, again, it kind of goes back to that slippery slope. That's yep. kind of the theme of this arc is being proactive versus reactive. Start, you know, trying to end wars before they start. You know, what kind of collateral damage are you are you bringing up? Are you creating the very bad guys that you're trying to stop? Like, there's a lot of a lot of different themes here because this is very much a situation of the Omega Rangers making in yep. how they've handled things. Yeah. And we get to chapter 46. That, again, I swear, Jamal Campbell is the best Power Rangers cover artist ever. Because right? <laughs> this dude does, like, you got Kaya, you got Dane, and you it's got... It's pretty badass. Yeah, it is very badass. I mean, it's not like, it's not what you would think of as a Power Rangers cover, but... I mean, they're both like they're all four illuminated by mm-hmm. what looks like the corpse of the blue Morphin master kind of, or at yep. least like his, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. But what's nice is, you know, we kick off this issue with a Zord battle with the Thunder Zords in individual Zord mode. <laughs> Can you tell folks he's excited? Well, I just love it because, you know, I, I did, you know, I always, what's the point of having five Zords that combine into one if you don't ever use them separately? True. Um, you know, in some seasons of Power Rangers, you get a little bit of that, and then others you get none. You know, yeah. like Super Mega Force, uh, I was looking, you know, their big thing is the, the ship. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, I couldn't even tell you what those individual Zords were, you know, because all they did was come out and form the Megazord. Uh, So it is really cool in the comics to see some of that happening. And you get this great image of just how ridiculous having these giant Zords fighting in a city like Angel Grove is. Oh, yeah. I mean... (laughs) Like, those streets must be massive. The Griffin is going down Main Street between (laughs) buildings. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and you get you get this weird like snake monster. They're fighting. You get some tiger sword action. I know you've been excited yep. about that. Oh yeah. So the funny thing is, is that at no point in either tiger mode or warrior mode in this entire rest of this that that we see the tiger sword. Yeah. I was really hoping for Mr. Parrot, the writer, Ryan Parrot, to throw in the line for Tommy to say to Saba, make the Zord follow my every move. Because that would have been, like, immediate callback to White Light Part 2. Because that's right. what he said in White Light Part 2 on the show. I was, like, so waiting for that. It didn't happen. It doesn't reflect how I feel about this continuing story right. at all. It still would have been really cool for him to say that though. Yeah. It's a little piece that you wanted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, no, I, I totally understand uh, that, that uh, and 
I love the, the little bits of dialogue. We find out this is really just a simulation. Yeah. And we find out just how hard uh, of a time Rocky is uh, trying to figure out how to the dragon. And it, yeah, and I can't shoot this flaming breath thing to save my life. <laughs> Poor Rocky. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, now we get a little bit of, we, you know, we haven't seen a lot of the Tommy Kim, uh, Kimberly saga a little bit. But we did when they, yeah, we did when they went to the Great Wall of China. But it, this is continuing more of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and you know, it is interesting again to see. We didn't get this on the show. We get the veteran Rangers versus the new Rangers. You know, Tommy's trying to lead the whole team and trying to get them up to speed. Yeah. And you know, Kim's losing her sympathy for him. You know, she's yeah. like, you know, they're not going to get there if we keep doing it for them, and. You know, um, and she has a point. I mean, you know, there's plenty of times that Tommy can come in and, and help out and save the day. He doesn't have to be the superhero all the time. Yeah. And, you know, she just says they want to prove themselves just like we did, just like they all did, because that's, that's the point. Yeah. Uh, and I love, you know, they kind of leave that there. And then I love this little bit of squat trying to figure out, you know, if they fix Zed's staff and everybody <laughs> hiding him. Uh, and he's sort of drawn the short straw, straw and they make this hideous bucket monster. I mean, didn't Finster say something about he didn't have enough putty or something to make? He, like he said something. It's either he says said it already or he's going to say it in the future where he only has enough to make one patroller or something or other. Yeah, because, you know, his whole store is up on the moon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but now we're getting to we're getting to the penultimate part of the Omega Rangers story where uh, Z, uh, Z finds out the emissary's dead. Yeah. And you see the first little bit of human emotion out of him when he yep. finds that corpse. Oh, yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's a whole thing. And again, we see Zach, Trini, and Jason helping out with the rebuilding effort and the support effort and all of that. And we then cut back to Billy and Kimberly and Kimberly's kind of going back to the gymnastics thing. She's kind of training a little bit just to, mm-hmm. I don't know, get her whatever. Cause they're at the juice bar and they're doing yeah. whatever. And they're, you know, talking about, you know, the well, Rangers and Tommy and all that. Yeah. Um, and then they're also talking about the, again, the obvious question that Rocky Adam and Aisha were talking about. Yep. Well, what happens if, yeah, Zed's gone. Do we need to be Rangers anymore? Do we want to be Rangers anymore? Yeah. Uh, you know, and Jason, Zach and Trini stepped aside, you know, maybe I'd like to go to college, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, not having, uh, <laughs> I love this line of Billy. I admit a few months ago, the idea of not being the blue Ranger kept me up at night, but now we've got new people, new colors, things change. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and these are some real questions and real emotions uh, that they're trying to deal with. And he t- he says to her, it not, it's not selfish to do what you were born to do, Kim. Being a ranger is a gift, not a prison sentence. 
Which is and kind she, of what Zordon's always said. Yeah, absolutely. And she says, maybe, but I have a feeling even if I were done being a ranger, it'll never be done with me. Which I like because I'm not saying, again, we already have uh, Ranger Slayer. So we already have that. Again, this is why I'm liking the whole multiverse of Power Rangers things where we can have multiple yeah. We can have an evil Tommy. We can have a this, that, and the other, whatever kind of thing. So, well, that, and we also have the the pink spin, pink ranger spinoff. So mm-hmm. we know that eventually down the line, Kim's going to give up her powers, whatnot, yeah. and and she's going to go off and do her own thing. Well, yeah. but she's also still not going to be done being a ranger even with that. So that is whether things happen exactly like that or not. Still, we know that that is a possibility. So it is a nice nod to that. Yeah, but. I like the way we're cutting back and forth between Earth and them dealing with that, and then this slow buildup of everybody finding out, uh-oh, mm-hmm. we're not all on the same team anymore. Yeah. Uh, and this is where you know they find the Blue Emissary's uh, cloak, and then, sure enough, dun-dun-dun. Yep. Uh... Who let that? Yeah, and then we find out that Kaya is. Uh, mm-hmm. She's no longer on there too. Yeah, no, not at all. And just sucker punches Jason. Yeah, she does. I mean, that I felt that panel, man. Yeah, that was a very, very hard thing to. Yeah, just really, really weird. Um, and yeah, I, you know, like we were saying earlier, the mix of everything, mixing all of these elements together to make a story, to make a story to the point of where we had, like normally in any other comic book, when I'm reading it, or even when I'm going back through the panels for us to discuss it, jumping between scenes specifically and th- this isn't for this, this is for other things. When they do time jumps, like this was twenty years ago, and then let's jump. Yeah, back to, you know that that always just it makes me not want to read the book because it makes me just like okay, I have to pay attention to twenty years ago. I have to pay attention to now. Well, it it slows it, the story down a little bit, yeah. and sometimes that's good. And I think in this instance it is, but other times you're right, it kills the pacing. Yeah, and the thing with this pacing is that, like you've said some of these are almost mirror because you have two different teams. You have the mm-hmm. Omega Rangers and you have the, Mif- the, the, the mighty Morphin Rangers and you have the two different villain aspects of, of what was said Goldar, Squat and Babu and Finster versus what we have now with Garrison being out with, um, uh, I want to say Cletus, but uh, Clovis, whatever the kid's name is. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and now Kaya, because Kaya has switched sides. So that's what I love, is that you have all of that, and then you have the little moments like with Bulk and Skull, or the arm of, of I called it XI in my head, but if it's Z, that's fine too. I don't know, that's kind of Z, that's kind of... Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, oh, his brain is in his arm. His brain doesn't have to be in his head. Oh boy, yeah. my, uh, a little weird, but okay, sure. Yeah, so we get a so we get you know a nice knockdown between the anointed and mm-hmm. three of the Omega Rangers, you know, processing their betrayal. Yeah, um, you know, both sides think they're right. 
And, you know, and the, the Omega Rangers kind of get their butts handed to them. They have to retreat. Um, and then we find out, yeah, again, that his his brain is not in his head. Um, which, again, great touch. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they, they run. Yep. And, uh, you know, we do what is nice to and because immediately I wanted to hate uh, Kaya. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was like, look, this was supposed to be quick and painless. This, you know, we're just doing this because they're wrong. We're not doing this because I hate them. Mm-hmm. And all the other guys are like, sorry <laughs> about sorry about your luck. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not why we're here. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, we get a little bit more bulk and skull action, which of course then leads into Goldar with Zed's staff. Yep. Which is kind of cool, you know. Letting Goldar with the staff getting a little bit of his own action. You know, I kind of like that. And I don't think it's happened yet, but at some point before the end of this trade. They think that they've captured Goldar, and he just flies away. And one of them says, oh, "I always forget he has those damn wings." Or right. they say they say something about his wings, and I was like, "That's hilarious." Well, because we, uh, you know, he had them, mm-hmm. and then they disappeared, mm-hmm. and then Zed came back, and Zed restored them because yep. we, you know, we weren't using as much stock footage of Goldar anymore. Yeah, so he could have them back. And then, you know, he never really uses them. Yep. Um, which so so yeah, that's that's a great line, but you know, seeing him creating some monsters, uh, it's kinda it's kinda nice. It's a nice change. Yeah. It's a long time coming. And we um, we get more information and then that's the thing about this this series so far from the point of the very beginning from issue one all the way up to now we have gotten so many various things about zordon that we would have never gotten on the show yeah and what he's about to tell them now is just like wow okay then yeah, you know, he basically says, because they're like, you know, he's like, you know, I know that some of you are, are probably thinking about leaving, and mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we're just, you know, we don't think that we've lived up to your expectations. And he's like, no, 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 you guys have exceeded that. And I, too, have thought about what life would be like when things are done, but they're not done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I expect that day is coming, but it is not here. And then we get Fwish Morphin Energy and guys, please, Jason's in bad shape and we really need your help. Well, yeah, what a quite, way to reveal yourselves. Not quite the best way to tell your uh, to tell your <laughs> friends that you've been lying to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we get this kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, chapter 47 is pretty mm-hmm. nice because you get this you play around with the angles a little bit, but you get the Omega Rangers and the Power Rangers, and they're all staring at something. Yep. Uh, which is which is pretty cool, um, you know. But then we we get we cut back to the uh, what was Sanctuary. Yep. And uh, they're opening up all the dumpsters. Yep. Uh, and giving them back their crap. Yep. 
including Clifford, the big red doggy. Yep. Good old Bane. Uh-huh. Uh, or bad old Bane, however you want to say it. Uh, and I like that this is like the one of the reasons why she is freeing him is so that she can have him help her with this mystery of whatever the blue emissary was hiding. And again, I like this because it's adding, it's not just, Oh, Hey, I'm freeing you so we can go kill them again, kind of thing. Or so we can go end them immediately again. Again, this is a comic book. This is not a television show. You need more depth. You and Ryan Parrott, the writer is giving that to us. He's, he's giving us like, that last before we switch over to Jason on Earth, the last panel of uh, poor uh, mean Clifford here. If it gets me a chance to finish off the Power Rangers personally, count me in. So he's going to help her with whatever this this mystery thing is, and then we cut. Well, back for to sure, it. because you know it goes back to his character development. I mean, he's a mm-hmm. uh, he's good at this sort of thing. Yep, that's that's his skill set, and that's what she needs. She doesn't really. She, the, the killer's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But that's but, not what she wants. Yeah. And um, so so that helps. Then we get back to the real shitstorm. Yep. Uh, we get Jason in a healing chamber. And then we get this great Kimberly line. Uh, Rocky says, I thought you guys went to like a peace conference and Kimberly goes, of course they did Rocky because they wouldn't like create some elaborate cover story take off into space and become, I don't know, a secret ranger team without telling us that would be just crazy. And I'm like, I can hear Amy Joe Johnson say that oh, in my oh head. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, so we get the reveal of all of that and Kimberly is still mad. <sighs> Well, and then you get Billy, who's just Billy's like the injured little kid in this. He's like, yeah. Wait, what? You lied to us? Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's everybody's kind of processing this differently, which is kind of nice to see. And uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and then of course you got Goldar, you know, shenanigans going on, so they can't even process this, and the look of in one of the panels where Kimberly's like, uh, uh, you know, yelling at Zordon. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got, we've got stuff to do guys. Zordon, they don't get to just teleport in here and start telling us what, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it is just the sheer emotion on her. And, you know, she's not wrong. Right. I mean, I mean, they're totally justified in all of their in all of their emotions. And I just love how it comes out in these panels. I mean, because they're still teenagers on top of everything. Yeah, exactly. And so they morph and they fight beast bus and murder cycles. Uh, well, I'll say this, Mr. Parrot. You really do have that cheesy '90s thing in your head, right? don't you? I mean, it is. It you know, it's 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 on the nose, and that's fine. I mean, that's not a not a problem. I mean, after all, they are monsters with humans inside them. So, yeah. No, I I love it. I love the cheesy names. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
And I love this whole bit with Goldar and the White Ranger. I mean, he and Tommy yeah. have, I mean, they, they've had so many fights over the years. And seeing him again fighting with Zed's staff is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I, again, we've said this last episode. We, we're, we said it here. We'll say it throughout the rest of the spotlight. There are so many of these panels that I want without the word. Like another one is uh, where Goldar is just, you know, in the shadow leaning over, you know, just uh, looming over Tommy. Now you said something about hurting yourself. Like yeah. <laughs> seriously, give me that blown up and framed. Oh, it's so good. So good. I, and then we get so we're getting that fight and we're getting, you know, that back and forth. And then we cut to Zach and Trini and what is really kind of a tender moment between oh, yeah. them and Zordon. Like Zordon is totally like another father to all of them. Yep. Uh you know, when he tells it, like, it would take far more than this to destroy my faith in both of you. And, you know, if anyone understands the terrible responsibility that comes with knowledge, I do. Tell me only what I need to know so that I may help you. And, like, that's it. Like, you know, that's that's it. You know, because they're still, they're trying to follow the rules. They're trying mm-hmm. not to tell them all the, the stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, and she starts crying and it, it's, it's so, it's totally like the prodigal son kind of thing. Yeah. It's an emotional moment. And again, we never really got, and I get it. It's a TV show. Fine. That's why we have things like comic books. And that's why I've said for the past nine, almost nine years now, comic books for storytelling are my preferred, especially when it's done well and when it's done, I don't want to say correctly, but when it's done to the point of being so good and giving us something that we like, we we've seen Jason and Tommy and Kimberly and sometimes Billy. We didn't really like, we maybe Zach had one episode where he was, you know, trying to figure out how to date Angela or something or other. Uh, He had like two. Okay. But my point is, is that we don't have, we didn't have everything that has happened in this scene. We didn't get that 30 years ago. Well, you didn't really. get, yeah, you didn't really get, they didn't get a yeah. chance to develop character yeah. because the whole show was a formula, which is part of the show's success. So I mean, you can, True. you can go back and forth on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's 30 minutes. You got to fit in, you know, you got to fit in some sort of like teenager problem. Then yep. you got to fight in a putty fight. Then you got to yep. fight it, fit in a monster. Then you got to yep. fit, fit in a sword fight. And then it's all got to be resolved in 28 minutes. Yep. You know, which is why this is so good. So because, anyway, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so Zordon agrees to help them. They start looking for, for Kaya and, um, you know, Z or XI uh, introduces himself. And of course he knows Zordon of Eltar. Everybody knows Zordon of Eltar. <laughs> of uh, they do. You know, so they think they find, they found her. Um, so they're deciding to go get them. And then, of course, we cut back to the uh, the big fight between the bus and the cycles and Goldar. And, um, which, again, these action sequences are great, especially like you get a little bit of skull in there. Uh, they do a really good job of making the action come out, but it's also in a very linear way that you can follow. Absolutely, yeah. So I really, I really, really like that. 
No, yeah, it is. It is so so good, and it is so interesting and 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 great to see them do this in a way where this could never be done on television. Not not the way it's done here. No, and it is just so cool. And I love that Billy kind of figures it out, and you know he. Sticks his head in there. Hello, students. Field trip's over. Please file out and slide down as fast as humanly possible. I'm yeah, like, which, you know, and, and it's great because it's not the first time we've seen Bulk and Skull stuck in a monster. True. <laughs> which is which is fantastic. Probably won't be the last time we'll see them stuck in a monster nope. either. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, so that's kind of cool. You see them figuring that part out again. It's part of that monster of the week sort of formula mm-hmm. that always made Power Rangers work. Um, and then you cut back to the fight between uh, Tommy and Goldar, and Goldar's noticing that you know Tommy's a little harder to fight than the last time. And you do get a little uh, dialogue between him and, and Sabo where he asks if he's got enough to smash the staff for good, and then he does. Yep. Um, and then you've got this great Goldar line. Oh, why was I made only to suffer? <laughs> Which it does kind of make you feel bad for him a little bit. The sad thing is, with the way that things have gone the last couple of months for me, I kind of want to make this my profile re- picture for the rest relate. of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and this is the this is the point that I mentioned earlier. You're gonna come along quietly or unconscious, right? Oh, I can hear J- I can hear JDF in my head saying that, and then Rocky's like, "Right, wings." Sometimes I forget he has those things. <laughs> yeah, and so I love. Then we cut back to the plan for the Omega Rangers. Jason stills hurt, mm-hmm. so all the other Omega Rangers go off, and then they bring. Uh, you know, Jace, or they bring uh, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha with them, which is nice. They're, yeah, you know, they're ready to go. Like, hey, we got to prove ourselves. We can, we can hang with the Omegas. You know, we're we're, we're bad. Yeah, look, yeah. Let us prove ourselves on a universal level. You know, um, so they're itching for a little bit of fight. Uh, yep. And then you know, Dane's kind of figured out this secret place. And, uh, you know, uh, then we go back to uh, some of the people that are living on this planet. Yes. And she's trying to rise. She's trying to uh, inspire the locals to uh, to rise up. Mm hmm. That little girl doesn't look so sure, though. That poor well, little girl with the with the firefly jar or whatever it's supposed to be. Well, you know, the thing is, is like most of them were brought here because their worlds were destroyed or for, you know, mm-hmm. various reasons. And they like the peace of that place. And so yep. she's, you either come to war with me or you're, or, or that's it, you know? Um, yep. So, and then poor Jason wakes up. Yeah. <sighs> Jason, you're finally awake. We were starting to worry. Oh, shut up, Alpha. <laughs> I like this this whole thing with Tommy though too was great. Zach and Trini apologize for not being here. They yeah. embark on another secret mission. Yeah. Right. So that means you know, oh, about the Omega Rangers? Yeah, we know. Yep. And I mean it 
again, it's a it's a story point that I think needed to be done because, like we've said, Rocky, Adam, and Aisha are brand new. We've gone to a point in the story of them basically creating their own continuity of already defeating Zed, so we don't have, yeah, you know, the season. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rest of season two. It was power transfer was season two, right? Yeah, it, it got season. a little weird. It got a little okay, weird anyway, where they cut it but, off. But yeah, it was right, but, season two. But the the point is, from the point of the power transfer to the end of the series and the TV show, you know, you don't now in the comic you don't need all of that. You don't need all of whatever that was going to be because you're now sending them on something completely different, which is cool. <clears throat> and since Trini and Aisha never really got to team up, this is awesome. It is, and and she asked the very obvious question of Trini: Are we just are we just temporary? You know, mm-hmm. like are you are we your placeholder? Like after this is done, are you going to come back and just come back and be the Yellow Ranger? Like, yeah. Uh, and it's you know. really it's really a hard scene to. I mean, it's a good scene to read, but it's a hard scene to read because. Again, even though this is the comic, even though this is the character, you can't help but think of Thoi Trang. Right. She's not with us. She she hasn't been with us for years now, decades now. And it's just really hard seeing. And I've said this since, again, since the very first issue I've read. It's so hard reading Trini because I know the person that helped create her on the show is not here anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, because that's the thing. Like, there, you know, part of me always holds out hope that maybe, uh, you know, maybe at some point, you know, even just like a an audio reading of this, right. you know, uh, you know, can happen. And there's one character that will never that it's just it's never able to happen, and it yeah. and it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, it's just so so it's sad but it is also so very good so they find the the level 7 threat and and turns out it's it's the it's the kid mm-hmm. it's a and uh yeah then all hell starts to break loose and that's the end of issue 47 and that's the end of issue of volume 12 and yep. again i am loving how they're doing this so, you know, we often talk about sometimes a part one, two, three, four, five, you know, a multi-part thing. Sometimes it falls off in certain ways and whatever in the middle. 
No, Volume 11 was the beginning and the setup. Volume 12 is more setup, more payoff, but also, you know, as you keep going through. And then, holy crap, just wow. So yeah. good. Yeah. So very, very good. And most of the cover gallery is the uh, the bios for the various Ranger covers. And we have uh, the final two that closed out are uh, two Tommy covers, which are interesting. I think I like the yeah. second one by Diego Galindo more than the first one. Oh, Diego did them both, but I like his second one a little bit better. Uh, yeah, Volume 12, absolutely dug it. Thought it was great. Necessary Evil Part 2. Very, very interesting. The art is top-notch. Inside, outside, covers, everything. And this is a power, you know, like I said last time, these are Power Rangers stories. This is an arc and a story and a, a whole universe unto itself. And that is so great. Yeah, no, I mean, it really is. It it fits in where it needs to fit in, but it adds where it can. Like, it's, it's really nice. And this specific... This particular arc is really nice because so much of it, um, story-wise, is deviated from the show, but still doesn't ruin the continuity of the show completely. No, and, and I mean, you know, with the way that Rocky, Adam, and Aisha come in, with how they're dealing with it, with the whole thing, again, all as we ever got in the show was... They went off to Switzerland for Peace Summit. Yeah. And I, and, I, and, and I understand they needed some sort of line, some sort of something, because obviously that is a television show that has actors who are being paid and who want their contracts to be, you know, whatever kind of thing. And I get right. that, and that's fine. What I'm saying is with this comic, with this trade, how, you know, we've learned of the Omega Rangers, and we have two Ranger teams, and they are two very different, like, Jason and Tommy were always very different people. They were always very different leaders, but you see how they each lead their teams. And both of them, both of them in this collection so far of the par uh, three parts of necessary, both of them have already gotten injured to the point of death. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, and, and again, though, it's nice because, you know, with the Omega Rangers, it allows you to keep in three characters that we know and we like. Mm -hmm. build on that but it also gives you time to build on um rocky adam and aisha and uh you know but again you can kind of deviate from the tv continuity a little bit but they're staying very true to all of the characters yep in 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 the show so um so what would you uh i think i know but what would you uh what would you rate uh volume 12 it's gonna be a five out of five it has to be really Oh yeah, because normally, usually there's one or two sticking points for me that might make it a four or a four and a half or something. Sometimes if there's something that I just didn't completely like, I'd take it down to a three or a three and a half. So far, man, this series, like I said, from the art to the writing, and even though Kyle Higgins started this whole thing as the writer... Ryan, like, after the whole Beyond the Grid thing, you know, minus that, you know, Ryan is really just, like, 
he's gotten into my head. Like literally, if if any write any comics writer can write lines down on a page and make me hear who I know to be the voice of that character in my head, then the dude's doing something right. Yeah, and like you know, it's like I said, this arc should have been right after uh, Shattered Shattered Grid. Um, I, I mean, I'm I have to give this a five out of five as well, and you know, I I feel. I feel bad doing that because I feel like it's very sort of cliche to do it, but I'm with you. Like, I think the writing is great. I think the artwork is great. I think the action sequences, which is weird to say in a comic book, but I think those flow pretty nicely. Um, I like the way they kind of break up the story a little bit, give you a little bit here, a little bit there. It doesn't hurt the pacing for me. Um, You know, I just think it's a really... So far, I think these two volumes have been very well done and executed as far as this arc goes. Yeah, they have. And, you know, I'm as of this recording, because we'll be recording part three tomorrow or whenever, but I'm in the middle of volume 13 and it's still the same feeling that I've had for these past two volumes is that, wow, this is awesome. Like I'm waiting for some major, major change between. And the sad thing is, is we only have after, after 12, we only have two more volumes because this, this part of the series, this main ongoing only went to 55 issues, as I mentioned, and we're at 47. So we, yeah, you know, so not a lot left, but what is left is, oh man, I cannot wait. Oh, it's, it's good. I mean, really, I'll say, uh, just to give you a preview, Mike, of, um, so obviously wasn't a big fan of Beyond the Grid, but after this, things are, they get a little bit, I mean, they're consistently good. There's some ups and downs, minor here and there, but I don't think that there has been any big amiss like I thought uh, Beyond the Grid was. So I feel like they've kind of gotten a sense of, where they want to be in this world, what they want to cover. And so I, I, you know, we kind of start off a lot of stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff with this, with this arc. Yeah. And just so, so good. And I'm very excited. I never, you know, back in, I think it was 2015, 2016, whenever this first started, I never thought I didn't have any trepidation about starting a Power Rangers comic series from Boom Studios because I had read some other things that they had done in the past. Yeah. And like I said, I'll follow Kyle Higgins to the end of the earth. And again, what is so funny about that is because, as I've mentioned, back in 2011, when I did my interview with him, when he was still writing on Nightwing for New for uh, for New Fifty Two. He had said to me his dream project was to do Power Rangers. He got his dream project because he got to do 31 issues of Power Rangers and got to put his stamp on it. And like I've just said, even though this isn't Kyle writing, I am loving. This is my first experience with Ryan Parrott. I had not read anything else he had done. So for something that we both grew up on and for something that we both love – Having a guy that's in the driver's seat of the writing and the creativeness of this, giving us so many things that we didn't know we needed, it's awesome and great and fun and can't wait for more. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a good I think it's a good series uh, if you're nostalgic. If you're not, even if you're not somebody who like builds Power Ranger helmets or something, you know, but like you just remember it. I, th- I mean, it's a good one to pick up. And I, and one thing I do like about this arc too is I think it's a good jumping in arc. Um, it is. Yeah. You, you know, if you didn't read shattered grid, you get enough of that. You kind of get a sense of who the characters are. You can pick up enough and it would motivate you to go backward. But I think you can, I think you can, you can pick this up and, and be okay. Yep. Absolutely. So. Go ahead. And like I said, folks, uh, it's uh, it's closing time here for Volume 12. Up next is Volume 13, Necessary Evil Part 3. So that'll be next time in Episode 474, The Pull Bag. After that, we've got something special for Episode 475. My buddy Joe Reed and I, Joe is the one that does the IDW Turtle stuff with me. He and I are going to celebrate what I am calling 30 years, even though the 30th year isn't until next year. But uh, all three of the live-action TMNT films have hit Netflix. And uh, we've done two commentaries so far. So now we have to go back and we have to visit the Turtles in Time. And everybody gives that movie such crap. And I'm just like... But it because again I believe ninety three I think I think the the video game was out then the Turtles four video the Turtles four Turtles in Time video game yeah. so for me when that happened I was like ooh yeah so we'll take a quick break from from Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin March with episode four seventy five and then Jesse and I'll come back with uh, volume fourteen which is the finale trade to the main series and then we'll do other stuff as well. So I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's some, there's, there's some good stuff that comes after that too. So I can't wait to, uh, for you to get caught up on that and, uh, yep. finally get to talk about that too. Cause, uh, it's getting good. I'm, I'm just, I'm probably about three issues behind from being completely caught up. <laughs> I am so many issues behind from being caught up it, and Hey, you know, it t- took me a hot second to get there, but you know, I yeah. got there for me. It's like, I don't want to be the podcast host that goes and reads it when it comes out and doesn't actually do something with it. I would rather wait like I've done. I'd rather wait, read it the day and have that initial holy shit reaction versus, oh, yeah, I remember reading that six months ago. I don't have much to say about it. You know what I mean? Somehow I doubt you would be one of those people that, oh, I don't have much to say about it. Uh Ha, ha, ha. Funny guy. Where can the people find you online, sir? Oh, you can find me at Twitter, at Jesse Rast, one S on the end, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. I'm sure there's another channel out there that I'm on. You'll find me there. Lots of fun. Absolutely. I am at TFG and Mike on Twitter. You can also follow at the pullback and hear the rest of the stuff in the outro. Make your great escape into comics and may the power protect you all. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. 
Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Pullbag and at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Let the power protect you. <laughs>